This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In The Pocket. I'm your host, Paul Edwards, and today our special guest is Alejandro Strong. He is going to focus on his rafting business called Pack Raft. Um, and he'll also give you the inspiration behind it and how he brings humanity into exploring wilderness. Um, please, Alejandro, introduce yourself. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm Alejandro Strong, he, him. I live in Orrington, Maine, so Wabanaki territory right here on the Penobscot River, um, still being protected by the Penobscot people. Uh, so Packraft, Maine is new as of this summer. Um, it's a continuation of other guiding projects I did. Um, I formerly was running the company called Aperon Expeditions. I was trying to mix uh, art, philosophy, and the outdoors. Um, so I've had a lot of interest over my life, but sort of the connection between culture and environment are at the heart of a lot of those. Um, so I'm always trying to find ways to bring sort of the ideas of philosophy, art, uh, sort of discussions of identity, and take them out into sort of cool natural places and um, what happens when we do that. And that's uh, sort of always at the heart of any guiding I'm doing or uh, really any conversation I'm having if, uh, if we get down to the bottom of it. Awesome. So let's kind of rewind a little bit. What brings you, what brought you to Maine? So I grew up in South Florida um, and go, I'll go way back and we'll, we'll get back to Maine. Uh, so my mom is from Cuba um, and she came to Florida when she was seven. Um, she was the Pedro Pond child, so the, she was part of a, a large um, movement of children from Cuba to Miami. Um, and so growing up in Florida, we were, you know, there was a good mix of sort of my Cuban family, um, really this big push to be outside. Um, and really, a, you know, I think from growing up with people who had to leave their, their country, this way of loving nature is something that like you might, it might, you might not have access to it. So it was like you, it was like deep to the marrow sort of respect for it. Um, and South Florida is a hard place to love the environment. So, you know, it's constantly being developed into new things. Um, 
And so it was a, it definitely is like the environment of my youth, but it became a really hard place to be. Um, and, you know, we had family friends in Maine. Um, one of my mom's friends in college lived here. And also when I was 18, I received a scholarship on a Hurricane Island outward bound course. So that brought me up to Maine and really started to connect the environment here. Um, and I found that it was um, people in Maine all over the place have a deep connection to this place. That even when, when we're in a city, a town, a rural area, nature is close at hand um, and seems to be a big part of bringing people together as Mainers and uh, hard, to, hard to leave. Um, and so that's sort of what brought me to Maine and really has sort of made me want to stay and be part of Maine. Well said. Um, I do feel like Mainers whether they were born here or come here, really do stay because of the land and people's respect of the land. Um, so many great, easy access to parks, for example. I mean, even though Portland is kind of a city, I mean, it's a small, it's a big, small town. <laughs> That's how I look at yeah. it. But, you know, every neighborhood has a park. So tell us more about what to expect when you book a trip with Akraf, Maine? Or is it just day trips? Is it weekends? Really anything from a day trip to, you know, like a multi-night trip. Um, and I think the best way to look at it, the best way to, to start planning is to just like send an email and say, I don't know yet what I want to do. Like, here's what I'm into. Um, and we like we can have a conversation that turns into like a, a for people that really like um, riding bicycles and have like they like gravel riding or something like that. We have trips where we can take the bike and a boat together. Um, we, the boats are so small they weigh like eight pounds. You can put it on your bike. We ride to the river. We put the bike on the boat and once we play it and go down river. Um, also, if you're like, you know, maybe we'll just paddle around sort of on flat water, try to find some birds, see some stuff like we can, we can really tailor trips a lot of different ways. Um, what I think holds them all together is I really want to like create and promote this idea of adventure is fun more than it is hard. Um, and, you know, there's this old idea of going outdoors know being out there is like this challenge where you're facing nature and I, I kind of find that boring um, I'm more interested in like are we enjoying ourselves are we learning um, are do like do you feel that like you're safe is like a, a good feeling for you um, and so like adventure can be that we are you know Paddling out around in a you know a small pond, look trying to find a loon, um, and trying to just see how many different calls a loon makes. That that can be great fun. Um, you know, for people that fun is a little more than that, you know, or a little sort of they want a little bit more challenge. Like we can find whitewater to paddle and sort of 
help you build skills there. So, you know, I part of why I became a guide was to try and help with this role of like opening up sort of what is adventure, what is sort of a, a, an outdoor pursuit. Um, and that it connects back to, you know, I think it connects back to that sort of Cuban family of, you know, outdoor adventure with go to the beach and have a big picnic and like have a fire and cook, you know, like paella on the beach. So it was, you know, that, my, that was what we called camping. Um, but it didn't have to be, you know, that we were committing big mountains or carrying, you know, as small a load as possible. Um, so I, I find myself trying to mix all these different ideas. Um, that's a really long answer <laughs> for, for like what triple B, but you know, I, I really like for a trip to be really tailored for the person that's and I think we have enough sort of good pack wrapped and there's so many different ways we can do it and still have a really good time doing it. It's like you're bringing, like making rafting or the wilderness very kind of bespoke, kind of approachable, customized, um, really there to enjoy. Yeah, and it's like, it's like homey bespoke. Like it's not fancy. It's not like, you know, like we're like, I, I think we can have, it can be customized to you without it having to be like this extravagant luxury. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's, we all deserve something that like matches our interests. Um, and, you know, part of the great thing about being like, an individual pride is like I have that freedom to try and sort of mix things up and make it approachable. Um, I was interested in Apparon as well, the Apparon Expeditions. Are you still doing that or is it starting? So my goal for next summer is to do at least one Apparon trip. And what that means is it'll be a trip where I'm working with um like an artist who who we will be sort of providing some amount of like instruction or practice during the trip so uh, i've worked a few times with um tessa bryan who's a, a local artist in uh portland she has a lot of she's a part of a mural collective there um so we've worked together in the past um and she would sort of as we were paddling, camping, we'd stop. Um, she would sort of have sort of small exercises or just talk about sort of creative process. And we would do that sort of, it just sort of meshed into the wilderness trip. Um, I don't yet know what this summer's plan will be. Um, I'm still sort of talking with a few different people, but the hope is to, to bring that back in, in some amount. Um, so, a little background, Aperon is the ancient Greek word for boundless. I don't speak ancient Greek, I just, um, but I did study philosophy in school. And so I know like a few key words and it's a word that I really found exciting. Um, so the pre-Socratics, really old philosophers trying to find like, the element of what made the universe. One of them said it was just the 
boundless or the infinite. Um, and I thought that was a cool description for like when we step out of our comfort zone, when we step out in, like into nature, sort of in that beyond, sort of what is clearly defined by our dominant culture. Um, and so I thought it was a place where we are more creative. Um, we're more open. We're hopefully more welcoming to others. Um, and so it was kind of just this this key idea there. So my hope is to sort of with the, the pack raft trips to have a few that will be set aside um, where we're, we're being a little more creative. It's more than just the elements that we're doing along the way. Uh, more than just the, the practice of traveling, but we're actually kind of getting into topics. Um, also, if anybody's listening and is like, that would be really cool, would love to be a sort of a partner of one of the people providing that. Um, I definitely am always excited to hear and talk to people about collaborate. Right on. It's, you know, since you mentioned it, feel free. What's the, how can they get in touch with you for that? Uh, so the best way, um, so my like business Instagram is pack at packraft main. Um, they can also email me at acstrong at packraftme.com. Um, so both of those are great ways to reach out. Um, Instagram's usually the easiest, but if people don't use that, the email or even just going on packraftme.com and there's you can, um, there's a contact us button there. It's really just contact me. Um, yeah. So when I was uh, online looking at your businesses, I noticed that one of them, I think, was an LC3. Um, and I, yeah. yeah, can you explain that? So um, it's something Maine has, a few other states sort of have their own versions of it, but it means that we're a low profit company um which means that profit isn't the only motive um so in addition to sort of trying to succeed as a business um, i have goals of encouraging sort of environmental responsibility um and sort of making the wilderness a more inclusive space um the l3c is pretty open um it's i am not so it's closer to an LLC than it is to like a nonprofit. Um, I don't have a board. I, I can't take donations. Um, but it's just that in, in my sort of creation of the company, uh, in all the sort of mission statements, all of that, it's been very clear that all along, um, I had this sort of equal goal of sort of trying to use my business to um, do more than just make money. That sounds very boundless. Do more than just make money. <laughs> I try. Um, yeah, and like part of that now is like I'm really trying to look out for and reach out to groups that are also doing work to bring more people into the outdoors. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, use like the boats that I have, the, the skills that I have, be a partner. Um, so again, another call out that anybody who's like, you know, pack rafting seems like it would be great for this group that we have. 
Um, let's talk. You seem like a great employer, so I, I'd recommend it. Um, and so when you talked about going to Hurricane Island for Outward Bound, was that your first time doing a half raft experience? So growing up, we would do sort of like small camping trips. We would, you know, we would, but it was, it was very like, you know, we would drive somewhere to a state park and we would stay there. So it was definitely like a big step into like something much harder. I had never done, you know, like it was a three week trip I did. So it was, it was a, and with that feeling of like, it was also really the first time where I was away from anyone I knew. Um, I think that's like the biggest sort of, um, newness that was there so I'd always sort of been you know in every situation growing up there's someone who knows you as you you've always so this was the first time where I like when I showed up at Outward Bound you know no one no one knew who I was um and so it was this like real sort of um that was the the biggest difference um and you know, we were, we canoed, we hiked. It was, you know, physically challenging thing, which was, you know, really wonderful, but it was, um, yeah, it was in, in many ways a new thing. Thank you for sharing that. It, it sounds like your experiences that you would provide people would be less challenging than outward bound. Yeah, it's less bound, so bound less, less bound. <laughs> Sorry, the, the, I love the, it. The puns don't don't stop, so that's a warning. There will be there will probably be puns. Um, yeah, I think it's like <clears throat> there's something really amazing about the Outward Bound program, but there's also so many other ways that we can go outside, and that are still really meaningful. So Outward Bound's definitely on the like, you know, the hard side of it, um, but like. We can have extensive experiences and the whole time we're laughing and enjoying ourselves, like, you know, sort of easing into um, sort of new outdoor experiences. I'm a, a fat kid at heart and I have a friend who will backpack someplace, set up camp and continue to backpack. And I'm like, what food are you eating that is in your backpack and that you're not really like a fire for? So can you please expand on if somebody did an expedition with you, what they could expect culinary wise? Okay. I, I love cooking outside and I like push myself really hard to have tasty meal. Um, and so I, I bake outside. Um, so I will bring, um, you know, it's called a fry bake. It's like a lightweight Dutch oven. You can carry it in a backpack and we can have biscuits. We can have bread. Um, and, you know, it's not going to be like you go to a fancy Portland uh, bakery and you get this, you know, nice airy bread. But, like, it will be, you know, freshly cooked uh, meals. The other thing is I, um, I have a dehydrator that I'm really excited about so in the summer I like to go to the farmer's market get like fresh vegetables dehydrated so they don't weigh as much and make a lot of like 
soups, stews, beans with that. Um, so I, you know, I, I prefer <coughs> things that taste good to like, you know, I'm not the like, some people when they go backpacking, it's all like, how many candy bars can I carry? Um, like I'll just eat a can of peanut butter. Um, I like to mix it up a little bit more than that. Um, and it's also with the like preparing food, a nice way to like bring less plastic um, and try and use like, you know, I have um, some friends been making, a friend of mine has been making um, reusable uh, food bags. So trying to carry stuff in that. So the, the dehydrating and the repacking helps a lot with that. The reusable bags, are they like coating them in like beeswax or just like taking like a parchment kind of paper and, or maybe it's too top secret to talk about? Yeah, the material she found that's like food safe um, and like waterproof um, and doesn't stain. And I don't understand any more than that. And I can't, <laughs> she sold me the name and I can't remember it, but um, as she's, uh, it's something she sewed a bunch of them she used them on a big new trip she did um, and she talks about turning it into a business but hasn't yet so I'm continually like pushing her and be like hey you should do it you should do it <laughs> I want to buy more of them um, but yeah it, it's cool to see all the like it seems to be a growing interest in people outdoors it's like how do we do this more responsibly so it's always fun whenever someone can help you do that. Uh, thank you for sharing. I was thinking about when you talked about um, Aperon and having the artist experience, it almost sounded like a workshop wrapped up in the outdoor experience. Um, is that a good way to think about it? Like I was just trying to wrap my head around what it would be like when you said artist practice. Yeah, a workshop is a, is a good way to think of it. Um, and what, what we were pushing really hard for was that it's like, it's giving that workshop or like residency experience to anyone. Um, so like one of the things with a lot of people I collaborated with is we, have things that we care about we've spent time developing our skill in but it we also want anyone to sort of we think anyone can can have a really meaningful experience trying that practice out so it's um it's a workshop for all of us um you know so people you know people would come who were skilled artists people would come who you know, haven't drawn, they were in high school and are, or middle school and are, you know, just kind of excited about trying it out again. Um, and one of the things that made it hard to run as a business is that was, that's intimidating, right? It's like, you're like, like I would be really scared to just show up at a random workshop in something I don't practice regularly. Like I'm, I'm not gonna sort of meet that standard. Um, so, you know, it's one of the, the sort of challenges of sort of being so open is like you, you really have to prove and build the trust that it's 
faith to 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 not be an expert. Um, that's you know I I think whenever we're given a chance to be a beginner again, to be a learner, like those are unique and sort of rare opportunities in our lives. So like that's it's like a yeah, so a, a workshop for for all, like an all, all access workshop. I liked where you were explaining that and I liked where you were going about having a beginner experience and because um, I don't think I always appreciate my beginner experiences. Like it can be, I feel vulnerable sometimes uh, or intimidated um, having to learn something or relearn something, especially if I've, if I have to learn something from scratch and be off-putting because here. So I'm glad you're making it approachable for people. Yeah, that's like the, the the hope is right is that we're like when we're feeling vulnerable we're around people that like help us embrace it. Um, and you know, I think that that's when I have the chance to be around somebody who trusts me enough to like show that vulnerability. Like that is that's why I guide that's why I like try to think up like you get to be around someone and when they're being sincere and like and honest and you know I, to me and and I really don't think it's like I am am the creator of that experience it's like I the the environment the, the skill we're trying to practice like these are boundless things right they're like they're bigger than us and so you know it's like that ability to like help someone get there and just kind of and also like I'm if art to be done I am extremely vulnerable and a beginner and like I'll be the, the most mediocre one there so um, you know I get to take part in that sort of practice of vulnerability well, I think it takes a lot of artistry to make things out in the wilderness. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, oh my goodness, Alejandro, I really enjoyed chatting with you. And I kind of feel like I was out on the best raft trip for the last 20 plus minutes. So thank you very much. Um, please tell ITP listeners how they can get in touch. What's the plug? Uh, yes. Best thing is go to packraftme.com um, and contact me through there. You can find sort of my Instagram, which is at packraftmain, um, there as well. Um, but those are the best. And are you looking for collaborators? Always, yeah. Awesome. And I, then I don't care how wild the idea is. Like, but we'll start with like. I, I want to hear it. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.
Time for some PSAs. The Immigrant Legal Advocacy Project, known as I-LAP, is Maine's only nonprofit immigration legal services organization. ILAP has helped people from over 100 countries gain legal status. To see if Immigrant Legal Advocacy Project can help you or someone you know, get more info online at ilapmain.org. And that's I-L-A-P-M-A-I-N-E dot org. Also, Wabanaki Reach supports the self-determination of Wabanaki people through education, truth-telling, restorative justice, and restorative practices in Wabanaki and Maine communities. For information about understanding colonization, the Truth Commission, and more, go online to MaineWabanakiReach.org, M-A-I-N-E-W-A-B-A-N-A-K-I-R-E-A-A-C-H.org. Creative Portland supports the creative economy through the arts by providing essential resources by fostering partnerships, and by promoting Portland's artistic talents and cultural assets. As an arts agency, Creative Portland supports economic development efforts by strengthening and stimulating Portland's workforce, creative industries, and enterprises. For more information, it can be found at creativeportland.com.